Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a, just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee, so if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the show. Long weekend here. Henry's been sick. His butt has been leaking. His mouth has been leaking. It's been constant, and I'm Matt. I'm Dory. Hi. Hello. We had an all-nighter the other night. Well, I had an all-nighter. Henry had a, I would say, more of an all-nighter than me. Poor guy. Yeah. Anyway, how was your sleep? Um, I mean, I was up with him. You had him. a couple late nights. Yeah, I was up with him till midnight, and then you took over, which I appreciated. Yeah. Um, That was Friday night? Yeah, that was Friday night. It was Friday night the night when he barely slept? Yeah. Yeah. That Wait. was rough. Or was that Thursday night? No, that was Thursday night. No. Wasn't it? Yeah, it was Thursday night because he slept till he slept till past eight and I thought you were gonna play golf and you didn't because you'd been up with him all night. It was Thursday night. No, that was the first of the nights. There yes. were two nights where I like slept with him. Well, the first whatever, the first night he was up basically all night. And then he took a three-hour nap on Friday. Yeah. And then he was up a lot, right? I don't. I, I, the time has all like blended together. But like yesterday was when I was like, it's been forty-eight hours. He hasn't been able to keep anything down. Mm-hmm. So that's a new. We we finally consulted a medical professional who basically. And also, he was getting better anyway. Who basically told us to like keep doing what we were doing. Keep, and just keep watch, on keeping on. watch for signs of dehydration. Yeah. Turns out he doesn't like Pedialyte. Yeah, I had to like force him to drink it. Sip by tiny sip. Yep. <laughs> I just really think we marketed it wrong, you know? What should we have made it like? Lied. Said it was like juice or something. Like special sweet juice? Yes. <laughs> 
because then he would have had he would have drank it all. How is there a mosquito in here? I, because the door's been wide Isn't open. Isn't it too the cold? The entire day. Isn't it too cold for them? There's a heater in here. Oh, so they're drawn to here. Sure. That's probably it. Yep. Anyway. I don't even know where to begin. I don't I don't know. I haven't left the house in three days. I've been with Henry for most of the time. I've seen so many liquids. I've cleaned a lot of vomit up. Mm-hmm. It's been a time. What have you done? Have you left the house? I left the house today for a baby shower. How was that? It was nice. How was the outside world? Tell me about it. It, it was. It was nice. I haven't. I have. I got. I was gonna. Yeah, I haven't golfed in forever either. And Henry and I went for a walk this morning. Uh huh. Um, he wanted to look for pine cones. Yes, he found eight. We found eight pine cones, so that was nice. He he counted them for me. Yeah. After his nap. Um, and yeah, I mean, I I've been here too. So, okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's like sad when they're so little and they just are sick. And he just was like, Mama, I want to stop pooping. Yep. And it's, it just <laughs> didn't make it stop hurting. Yeah, which is like, like I don't know how to tell so you. So sad. So sad. And then tonight he's like, my stomach hurts. And I was like, it does. Do you need to throw up? He's like, no. I'm like, does your stomach really hurt? He's like, no. <laughs> this was after he had gone to bed. Uh, he's also gotten really into talking about animals. Yeah, I'm going through the alphabet talking about animals right now. He's giving me a letter, and then I have to come up with an animal and then discuss the animal's traits. So I've had to really expand my knowledge of zebras. And uh, what was it? I said he said P and I said parrot and he was like and pandas. And yeah, I was he like, made all right pandas. He made me talk about pandas also. Maybe, maybe he was he, comparing notes. Maybe he didn't like my thoughts on pandas. Yeah, maybe. maybe he was like maybe they don't eat bamboo. I told him they eat bamboo. Well, then you verified what I had said to him. He's like, what else do pandas do? I was like, um, they was eat, like, they sleep, they like <laughs> they play. I was like, uh, you know, not much else. <laughs> they don't do great in captivity. Um, et cetera, et cetera. And he also wanted me to talk about kangaroos. Kangaroos, I talked to him about kangaroos quite a bit. And wallabies. Interesting. And then he wanted me to spell jacaranda. Because he had said J. <laughs> and I was like, jackrabbit. And he was like, and jacaranda. And I was like, that's a plant, not an animal. And he was like, J A, and I was like, "Yep, they start the same." <laughs> A lot of Australian animals he's into. Yeah, probably from that book we have. From the book about Sydney and Bluey. Oh, Bluey too. He got into Bluey. There's an ibis. There was an ibis in the show. Oh. And I was like, "Oh, look, Henry! It's that thing that eats trash. <laughs> it's that trash bird." Do they eat trash? Yeah, that's what the book says. Oh. Searching in trash bins for something delicious. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think it was an egghead who gave us that book. Well, thank you, that person. He has taken to it quite well. Um, but yeah, second season of Bluey, very emotional. You know, I don't know what it was, but it was really devastating for me. What What episode was it? There's an episode about uh, sleepy time mm -hmm. and uh, Bingo wanting to sleep like wanting to sleep alone and like her dream and like, you know, it's just like it's very sweet. I challenge you to watch it and not tear up. And if you can, then you're a monster. Season two, episode something. Eight? Maybe. No, eight is daddy drop off. Yeah, it seems like the Bingo and Bluey are going through a lot of life changes in season two. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of uh, a lot of milestones, you know. Like what? Like being dropped off at school, mm. sleeping in their own bed, 
Where did they used to sleep? They would sometimes crawl into bed with mom and dad. Oh. Hope that didn't give Henry any ideas. <laughs> no, I don't I don't know. I think Yeah, it was really it was very cool. It was a cool episode cuz she like read a book about space so that she started dreaming about space. Anyway, Bluey. He's finally understanding it. Yeah, we finally got him on some other TV shows besides the Mickey universe, the extended, the the Mickey cinematic universe. It's really, yeah, those four Mickey shows. I'm like, I don't know. I'm kind of, I've had my fill. Do you regret introducing them to him? No, because it's like given me hours of peace. Mm. I would, you know, go to that well a lot more if I if it were up to me. Well, we went to it a lot this weekend. Well, we did because he couldn't really leave. Yeah. He had to be near a toilet. Yep. It's true. Constantly. Yep. Um, yeah, he like. Supposedly, I don't know where he got it, but it's a stomach bug or something. And Dory claims to have had it earlier in the week. So I was hoping I'd be next because it would be a great way to drop some water weight real quick. <laughs> That's not healthy. Well, you know, I was around him so much. I figured I would get it. I mean, you might still get it. I haven't gotten it. Well, you might still get it. I'm hoping to get it. Don't hit me. <gasps> Sorry, I was trying to get the mosquito. Oh, yeah, sure. There was, was a mosquito on there. There was. Mm. Okay. okay, I'll let it. I fell down the stairs, officer. I'll let it sting you next time. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. <laughs> You're psychotic. Uh, I think we I am to... delusional. Yeah, right what now. is happening to you? I really don't know. I don't I don't know. It's uh I kind of went crazy this weekend. It was a lot to deal with. Do you want to just... Come- Not that you didn't also deal with it. I'm just saying, like, for me mentally, I don't know what the mental exercise... I guess it was like being sleeping next to his room yeah, and, like, like, being on alert all the time. Yeah, you slept in the living room, which was a lot. And every, like, tiny noise, I'd have to, like, I'd be like, oh, okay, what's happening? Is he is he up? Is he not up? Yeah. Like, That's last stressful. night we both went in there and he was asleep the whole time. <laughs> he was asleep, but he threw up. Yes. <laughs> but he was definitely asleep the entire time. Like, But he was crying and like whimpering. Yeah. And then he threw up and then he fell asleep. He, he was like curled up on the floor. Yeah. He slept there. And then, which is kind of like, you know, there's a cycle of sheets like Dory had going on Friday or there. It was Thursday night because the first, so he had thrown up before bed and you had cleaned up a bunch of puke oh, off in, the... you mean into my hand? But also on the carpet. You cleaned up a bunch of puke from the carpet Thursday night. Right. And then you were out here and I was in... in my office. And I was in the house and I remember my friend texted me and was like, how's Henry? And I looked at the monitor and I was like, oh, he's sleeping. And then like literally that second... Mm-hmm he started like moving around and kind of crying and I was like, Oh, he's crying. And then I was like, Oh, he's crying. And I like ran in there and he threw up in his crib. So that started a cycle of like washing the sheet, the mattress pad, the sleep sack. Yeah. The pajama. Like I was like, I just threw everything. We threw everything in the washing machine. And then Excuse me. I That would last hopefully as long as the cycle. Right. And then I came out here to tell Matt what had happened because he didn't. I texted him. I didn't. But he didn't see it. No notifications and my watch was Um, charging. And by the time I got back in the house, he was like throwing up again. Yeah. Um, So. And then I'm trying to remember what night. What night was it that I let him, that I had him watching Mickey with me at one o'clock? That was Thursday night. All this happened on Thursday night. Thursday night was the worst. It night. feels like it all was the. It feels. It feel. It feels. It has felt strung together. Yeah. But I was like, I was saying to him, you know, because we he, in and out, and he was like so sad, and like he was awake, and I was just like, Bud, do you want to come onto the couch and watch some TV? He's like, Yeah. 
And I was like, this is what my mama and Dita used to let me do when I was sick. He's like, yeah. And then we turn on the TV and watch a little bit of something else on YouTube. <laughs> and then he was like, mm, I, I, what time is it? And he's like, oh, it's 1.30. I want to watch Mickey at 5, 10 a.m. Because he just like thought the day had started. <laughs> oh, buddy. Um, but I was like, let's watch a couple of Mickey's. And what's funny is like, I, I fell asleep during the first one and then was like, just immediately woken up by him going, different one! <laughs> like at the top of his lungs. <laughs> uh... And then like another time he punched me awake by like just doing a knock knock joke on my head. I was just dead asleep, and he goes, knock, knock, but boom, boom. Oh, he's really into jokes right now, but like... No, he's not into jokes. He's into not a knock, knock joke. Yeah. Knock, knock, who's there? Nobody. Nobody named nobody. Nobody named nobody. nobody. <laughs> or nobody named yes, yes. Yeah. And that's it. And he's like, do you tell me a joke? And every time I tell him a different joke, he just answers with nobody. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so it's pointless yeah i don't know that he totally understands like what a joke actually is right but i had him watching a little bit of the uh series two of thomas the tank engine oh yeah, the ringo seasons well that's fun yeah but i was just like this is dull it's like thomas the tank engine mm. yeah whatever he was kind of excited about Henry, but then Henry's like, you know, the you know the green, yeah, the green train engine. car. Mm -hmm. um, Henry's kind of nebbishy and and annoyed. I was like, oh, that's not a fun character to have a name of. <laughs> I mean, I've Dory is like annoying. Dory the fish. Not familiar. <laughs> okay. Well. I ignore all Disney properties post-1983. Okay. Everything past the Black Cauldron. <laughs> I don't I don't acknowledge as canon. Not even like... Lion King? What is that? Little Mermaid? Who's that? Wow. <laughs> Rude. The Eisner years, I just was like, nope. All right, well, we I'm need... I'm just kidding, we, everyone. We need to take a little break. The Disney decade was my decade. Uh, we're going to take a break. Before we take a break, just a reminder, you can email us at dorianmatt at gmail, Matt and Dory at gmail, or call us at 413-461-BABY. You can also text us at 413-461-BABY. And uh, this is our last week of recapping Great British Bake Off. Join us for the finale. Patreon.com slash Excellent Adventure. the final E. <laughs> the final E. Um, it's been fun. The final bake. I've learned that I'm very bad at predicting who's going to go home except that one week where I wasn't. Followed by, I assume they'll start Great British Bake Off holiday soon. Oh, yeah. Are we going to recap that? I will. Okay. I mean, if no one's around to listen to it, it'll just be normal. <laughs> All right. We'll be back. We'll be right back. Bye. Wait. I mean, I don't even bye. I guess <laughs> bye for a little bit. We'll be right back. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love, 
anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher, like in a whatever the perfect amount higher is. That's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet, not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? <laughs> but they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. <laughs> That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like you know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, well, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, if for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hello. Hi. All right. This is from Melanie. Hi, Dorian, Matt. I just shook the monitor to get the picture back. Like It's like some sort of snow globe. <laughs> I've been meaning to write in for many weeks to respond to a previous writer, but time keeps getting away from me. I wanted to go back to the episode and re-listen to get the details right, but I don't remember which episode it was. Basically, the writer was asking how women cope with severe pregnancy nausea and decide to have more children. This is a topic that has been on my mind for a long time since I experienced hyperemesis with both my pregnancies and truly suffered. I developed the symptoms around seven to eight weeks and began vomiting several times Ugh. a day. Felt worse than car sick every single second of the day. Had extreme aversions to smells. Sadly, my house smelled weird and bad to me, which made me feel like nowhere was safe or comfortable. Ugh. Had terrible fatigue. Lost 25 to 30 pounds during the first trimester. And I'm my listening. <laughs> and my hair started falling out. I went to the emergency department a few times for IV fluids and meds when it got particularly bad. I took Zofran for most of the pregnancy, which came with its own level of guilt and fear. Wondering if I would hurt the baby and not being 100% assured by my doctor. After experiencing all of this with my daughter, I didn't know how I would cope with another pregnancy ever again, but the desire to have another child outweighed that hellish period of time. And I honestly sort of forgot how horrible and debilitating it was. So we went for another embryo transfer and got pregnant with my son. His pregnancy was even worse than the first. Oh, no. And I took Zofran sooner and longer. This time I had a toddler to care for. And there were days when I would tell myself I just had to get through minute to minute. All I wanted to all I wanted was to go to a facility where someone could give me IV fluids and nutrition and rest in a bed, but I don't think that exists, and I couldn't fathom the guilt I would feel being away from my kid. I worried endlessly that I was only eating bread and cereal. How would my baby get vitamins and develop normally if I was so malnourished? My OBGYN was not particularly concerned and did not have me come in more frequently. Her theory was, if you can keep down your prenatal, you should be fine, but I wasn't fine physically or emotionally, and I could have used more support from my doctor and reassurance. Things like more check-ins with the baby, checking my blood work to monitor if I have healthy levels, referral for home care, IV fluids, and meds, which I heard about after my birth. After doing some Googling, I found that there is a website focused on support for women going through hyperemesis called hyperemesis.org, and on it, there is a list of doctors who specialize in it. The list of doctors isn't long, and honestly, it feels like a gap in prenatal care. More knowledge, treatment, and support needs to be available to women going through this, even if they aren't officially diagnosed with hyperemesis. Dory, I've heard you describe how you were very sick for several months of your pregnancy and it was hard to function. It's natural to question our ability to do it again. We put our bodies through so much. As I said before, even though I suffered so much during pregnancy, I somehow got through it. And I've even had passing thoughts for trying for a third baby with our remaining embryo. I know that sounds insane, but I guess I look at the big picture of my family and it outweighs the hellish months of illness. We will probably stick with our two, 
but it's hard to let go with embryos in the freezer, as many have said. Another topic for another time. Lots of love to the listener who is feeling ill right now. It will pass, I promise. As my sister likes to say, this is not your forever. Melanie in 2,800 square feet in the Philadelphia suburbs with two science babies and two hot dogs in 2022. 65-inch TV in the living room, 55 in the den, 50 in the bedroom. Uh, what a theme this week for nausea. Yeah. You know? Just, so true. Nauseous. Everyone's nauseous nowadays. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, the world is nauseating. What a miserable period of time for you to be that nauseous with a child inside of you when it's totally the child's fault. <laughs> and then you, when the child comes out, you can blame the child. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, doing it with, a, with another kid already is like, I can't even imagine. I mean, I know people do it all the time, but sounds really rough i like that she was talking about like she wishes there was a place that would just give you iv and fluids and bed rest and i was like that's a hospital i was just gonna say this is not the hospital <laughs> if your insurance is good it is i guess Otherwise, it's like you're out i guess it's like where are my glasses they're Who on knows? the couch oh thank i God. saw them um it's like you're not sick enough to have to stay at the hospital but you could, like, you could use the right. services of the hospital. A, you need a 1940s sanatorium. Yeah, exactly. That's you exactly need, what you need. You need the sanatorium from um, A Day at the Races. So I guess that'd be like 1930 something. Yeah, you need the ma- you need Magic Mountain. Standish Sanatorium. The Magic Mountain Sanatorium. Um. All right. Cool. Thank you for emailing. I'm sorry that you had such a horrible experience. But I'm sure you had a wonderful Philadelphia Phillies postseason. <laughs> sorry it didn't end the way you wanted, but what a ride. You know? I mean, That's how I felt about 2021 Red Sox. Like, it was fun. Well, and no one expected the Phillies to go so far. So it's like, even though they didn't win the World Series, it's like, it's still. They did. They won the World Series of our hearts. I mean, they kind of did. But then you really made a case for the Astros. I did for Dusty Baker yes. and Christian Vasquez, former Red Sox. Yes. But really, it was for Dusty Baker. And now that he's had the success of winning the World Series, I hope uh, Houston never wins another baseball game. <laughs> uh, all right. This is from Christy. Hi, Matt, Dory, Henry, and Bo. In response to the listener who asked about night weaning, this is what worked for us. <laughs> it's my what? favorite REM song. Night swimming. There you go. Night weaning. Yeah. Deserves a quiet hour. (laughs) Um, I would set an alarm for a little earlier than when my baby would normally wake up to nurse, then nurse her for one minute less per night until she was not nursing anymore. She was waking up twice per night at this point. So I wean the first night feed and then the second over about two weeks. This seemed to help break the association that she needed to nurse to go back to sleep. And after sleep training, We have had a baby who has mostly slept through the night since. Also, I was on the fence about sleep training. I would highly recommend Crib Sheet by Emily Oster. It has a fantastic chapter that provides research about sleep training and its pros and cons. Thanks for all you do. I always look forward to your podcast. Christy in Eastern Washington, 1,700 square feet, a husband, 19-month-old, four cats, no hot dogs, and a 65-inch TV. Uh... 65 is about the minimum, I think. Everyone else who writes in and has these tiny televisions that they think are huge, uh, I don't understand you guys. <laughs> I mean, I remember when a like a 40-something-inch TV was big. When I was in high school, I bought a 27-inch flat uh, Sony mm-hmm. television for my bedroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a tube television, but it was a flat screen. It wasn't curved, and it did a, it had a sixteen by nine mode, where you could watch. Oh, that's it would cool. take all the lines and compress it to the sixteen mm-hmm. by nine. So when you watched a DVD that was sixteen by nine, you had it in that mode. It would display a pretty mm-hmm. clear picture, mm-hmm. and I thought that was the bee's knees, and nothing would ever be better than that. I was right. <laughs> Still nothing. <laughs> better than that 
Um, thank you for this. I yeah, I didn't even think about the fact that if you are nursing, you can just do it by time, not necessarily by like the ounces of a bottle. So thank you for reminding me about that. And also, um, I appreciate that no one as as requested, no one wrote in with anti-sleep training screeds. You were very clear about that though. <laughs> it was so. very clear. And everyone respected my wishes. <laughs> I mean, like that—that that was the sort of thing too. Like, it's—it's it's been so such a rare time with Henry that we've that like there's been any middle of the night stuff. Yes. That I just was like, oh my god, is this what people go through all the time with kids? <laughs> like, I mean, we've never had that. Like, oh, our kid's sick, so he slept in our bed. Like, it's never happened. Right. But like, I like couldn't get him into his bed at one point, so I let him sleep on his on the daybed, and I just knelt on the floor and put my head on the daybed and slept next to him. And then he kept wanting to be in contact, physical contact with me. And like at one point, he was like sleeping on my head, and I just was like, <laughs> <laughs> "All right." All right. Um, okay. This is from, you know, I emailed this person to ask how you pronounce her name. And she didn't email me back. So I'm going to Google it. Roisin. Roisin? Roisin. This is from Roisin. Hi, Henry, Bo, Dory, and Matt. Love the pod. I'm going to add my two cents in here. As I know, it's all controversial, and that is exactly what my husband is. So here I go. He has no filter. My sister-in-law introduced us to Gina Ford over 18 years ago when she had her first child. She read her books and swore by her. Fast forward 10 years when we had our first daughter and she passed on her Gina Ford knowledge. Little did we know Gina had never had children of her own, but her principles stood us in good stead. My two daughters, quote, survived the sleep train, as did my husband and I. Now my 11 and 9-year-olds know at 7.30 p.m. We live in Zimbabwe, so it's dark at 5.45 to 6 in the summer, and they are up every morning at 5 for 6.30 a.m. school run as school starts at 7.15 it's bedtime. They read and lights out at 745. We are sticklers for routine and this helps our girls. A side note, I've had some of their friends around for sleepovers and they have later bedtimes. I go around the house changing the clocks to an hour or two later. <laughs> so they think it's 930 when it's only 730. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is diabolical but genius thank you so much for the pod i can't wait for mondays to roll around for my weekly dose of you two plus cameos of henry and Bo. raushin in harare zimbabwe 4500 square feet one husband two girls who love their sleep age 11 and 9 couple of hot dogs only pork here one 32 inch 32 square inch tv in the lounge one crazy springer spaniel one rescue chihuahua cross jack russell three rescue cats um, no Henry cameo on the pod this week because he's asleep, but he did have a cameo on the Bake Off. Yeah, he did. Episode. He did get on there to to like eat a microphone and talk really loudly. Yeah, which so. is I think what everybody loves about him. <laughs> so if you are someone with a toddler who enjoys listening to Henry, check out the Bake Off episode. Um. All right. This is from uh, Mary Jo. Pausing the most recent pod to say, if you think that number blocks has confused Henry, you should really show him number jacks. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's on YouTube only, I think. It's a British claymation show that is super trippy. The numbers live inside a couch and come out into the world to stop some really weird evil characters that are messing with the world's numbers. One is an umbrella, I think, and one is some weird man. The live action scenes alone are worth it. It's hilarious and bizarre. My kid that loves numbers was really into it, along with number blocks and alpha blocks. Um, this is Mary Jo in North Carolina in a 1,500-ish square foot house with two grown-ups, one nine-year-old who's obsessed with Minecraft, and cats. 
so, so many hot dogs this year. She eats probably three a week, but they're usually turkey dogs and the occasional Costco. Two TVs, both around 50-something-ish, and one large 30-inch monitor used uh, in the kiddos' playroom for gaming and yoga. I wonder what Henry's going to be into Minecraft. I was just thinking that. I was like, oh, number-obsessed kid. (laughs) Minecraft is coming. (laughs) I mean, he sits and watches me play. He likes to watch me play baseball on the PlayStation. (laughs) Mostly because, like... If I play home run derby mode, it tells you how many feet every shot, every hit. It's like 473 feet. He's like, 473. (laughs) Uh, um, Well, all right. These are are some good wrecks. Number Jack does sound trippy. Number Jack sounds like bananas in pajamas. What's that? Another British kid show that I was like, what is this? Oh. Why is it terrifying? <laughs> um, all right. We're going to read one more email and then we're going to take another short break. Do you want to read this one? No. Okay. This I, is... I, I only mean that because I'm like short of breath right now and I don't know why. Okay. Well, that's not good. Um, this is from Jen. I want to write in and address a few things from the podcast this week. One, is Kiki Pants your first introduction to the bamboo world? There are so many brands out there with adorable designs and silky soft pajamas. Have you heard of convertible footy style pajamas? This may be a happy medium for Henry as it offers the ability to have a regular pant leg if he's awake and playing and then flip over and cover the feet before he goes to sleep. Just another option for you to consider and look into if Henry sticks to wanting his feet covered. He's really, he's, he's going back and forth. It's like one night he wants the one, he calls it the onesie. And then the next night he wants regular pajamas. Um, Also, we, this is not our first introduction to the bamboo world. We had some bamboo pajamas when he was a baby. Um, They were mostly just expensive and, but yeah, like really nice, felt really nice. Um, Okay. Two, for the listener who's asking about sleep sacks. We absolutely love our kite baby walker bags. My son is now 21 months old, but wears a 3T in most brands and wears the 18 to 36 month walker bag from Kite Baby with plenty of room to grow. They are pricey, a pricey investment, but we have been using them since our son moved out of being swaddled and they are 100% worth it. Side note, Kite Baby does tend to have two big end of season sales each year and they do go on a pretty good discount. That is Kite K-Y-T-E. Three, in my opinion, the best stroller is dependent on your needs. There are some Facebook groups that have very knowledgeable and helpful people to offer guidance based on your needs slash desires. Stroller Divas and Wagon Queens BST and Chat is one helpful group. Side note, Dory mentioned the Mockingbird stroller popularity, and I wanted to point out that there have been recent reports of cracks in the frame. No. Causing the whole thing to collapse on people. Oh, that seems What bad. are you doing underneath a stroller? <laughs> so buyer beware. May want to wait for further investigation and possibly a newer model to come out on that one. Love listening to the pod. Thanks for all you do. Jen in Ohio, four hot dogs this year, three TVs in our house, 65 inch, 55 inch, and 40 inch. That's a nice regression in size. You know, they stagger. Yeah, someone else had that too that we read earlier. I like a stagger. Mm-hmm. We go 70, what is it, 75? Remember you not letting me get 80. Mm-hmm. I think it's 75, and then a 60, and then a zero. We only have two TVs. We have two TVs, <laughs> one of which we never watch. <laughs> right, and one of which Henry watches. Yeah. Either it's playing Mickey Mouse or British Lady Solves a Murder. Yeah, that's accurate. Okay, uh, we're going to take another break. We'll be right back. All right. Get those British lady clues together, everybody. It's not who you think. It was the other person. Okay. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves 
without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. We're back. I figured it out. It's Ruby! Always, it's always it, is that her name? Vera. Vera. It's always the only person that they never think is a suspect. <laughs> right, sure. <laughs> you can't even do the Law & Order game of recognizable guest star because they're all British. Yeah. So you recognize them all from something. Usually like Doctor Who. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. We have uh, a voicemail also about strollers. Oh, hang on. Let me oh. turn on the thing. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Hold on. There we go. Hey, Matt and Dory, Henry, Bo, Holly. I'm calling about the upper baby um, or the stroller question, and I just wanted to agree with you that I think the upper baby is, well, not a scam, but not <laughs> worth the money. Um, I got one used because, of well, course, it's like a gazillion dollars, and so therefore it was not in warranty. Uh. And as you noted, uh, things often fell apart, and so I first replaced the wheels, which were pretty worn from the previous person uh -huh. before me, and then um, it fell over while it was folded, and <laughs> so um, I had to replace the snack tray. Um, sure. And then I needed to get a, a bunting, because we use it because we walk our son uh, to daycare every day. And, uh, of course, like, I tried to jerry-rig so many inexpensive buntings, and only the Appa Baby one works the best and that one was like oh my god it was like 150 or 200 dollars and then the reason why i got that one is because we have um we're having another child and i liked the, that you could click in um the two kids or a, or a bassinet and another thing but anyway that is so unwielding if you i mean it like tips over it's like too much for the tiny stroller's frame to have two kids in it and if you only have one in it Wait, but not the other. A single stroller frame. Then it kind of tips over if you go down a hill. It's top heavy. Um, anyway, can hold two wow, kids. What a what yeah. a racket. Would not recommend it, which yeah. is so disappointing. And then we also got the. I like it because it had that little kickboard, that piggyback in the front, but that doesn't make it fold up nice if that's on. So then you have to like unattach that. And anyway, it's just kind of a racket. Um, I do think the one that you mentioned, the mocking something, is a dupe for the other baby um and i've heard kind of mixed reviews um, on that but it, it's much less expensive so that might be good bob the bob everybody loves the freaking bob um i will say i just the got bob. a zoe uh, i think it's called zoe love it really love it but uh yeah got duped got shouldn't have bought it buyer's remorse what i can say though is that i have been selling it for parts and i think i've made most of my money back for example selling i sold the bassinet stand i sold the bassinet um i sold another component of oh i sold the car seat i sold two car seat bases that i got with it <laughs> oh my god um, so I, I think i've made a lot of my money back but anyway if i could go back i would not buy it um, even if you're having two kids we've got the car seat in the okay. corner over have here have a great day bye -bye. In my office and the bassinet we have somewhere. the bassinet is somewhere um yeah, the way you can like you can you can have it be a double stroller, like one kid goes on top and one kid kind of goes on the bottom. That sounds crazy, but it does seem very unwieldy, like she was saying. Yeah. Um, and it's probably only good for walking down sidewalks it, in Orlando. Yeah, and I think it's also only good when one of the kids is very small. Yeah. Um. Otherwise, like you're much better off with like an actual double stroller. Did she say she bunts her kid to work to school to daycare? What does that mean? The, so remember when we went to New York when Henry was a baby, yes. and I got him that like that thing for his stroller that was like a a sleeping bag. Yeah, that is bunting. I don't understand. What do you mean? Putting your child in some sort of warm yeah sleeping because it's cold. Is a it's called bunting. It's called bunting. I didn't make it up. It's called bunting. But people who live in like New York, like, you know, they're out with their babies and they put them in that sleeping bag and the baby stays warm. Okay. I'm just saying. I've never heard that term. 
Yeah, that's did what you learn about that on the mom face groups? Yeah, um, yeah, I'm sure I did. Uh, <sighs> thank you for the voicemail. I enjoyed hearing all about your parts operation. You know, honestly, it's like kind of just validating to hear that other people also are like, yeah, that stroller is kind of trash. Well, I think they're all they all take so much abuse. That's true. You know, it's just like, it's a thing you use constantly. Every They shouldn't, they're made to be too light. They shouldn't be as light as they are. The Vista is a tank. The Vista weighs a thousand pounds. Yeah, I know. But if it was made with like carbon fiber or an sure. aluminum bike frame that wouldn't break. But I was, I mean, I was, when I was out with Henry today, you know, usually when we go for a walk he now like scoots or even sometimes just walks but because he had been sick we decided i decided to put him in the stroller and like as i was pushing him, i was like this is now really heavy like <laughs> between the frame and him weighing almost 40 pounds like right. it's it's just like you're pushing a lot and i never like really noticed that before so i can imagine with two kids in that stroller yeah. It's got to weigh a fuck ton. Yep. That's the actual weight. It says it on the side of the box. Fuck, fuck ton. ton. Yep. Capacity. Fuck ton. Um, right. Oof, sorry for the language. <laughs> I've now tagged this episode explicit. <laughs> All right. Uh, someone else wrote in with a stroller wreck. The Guava Rome, a jogging stroller that folds small, is backwards compatible with most car seats, and you can off-road. Off-roading with a stroller. I mean, I have taken the stroller across grass and been like this is terrible yeah i mean it 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 handles better on off like on non-sidewalk terrain than our travel stroller which like you cannot bring on any non-smooth surface you know what whatsoever just, just start using that wagon that we used once that now holds all his sporting equipment all of his baseball bats <laughs> and tennis racket <laughs> that wagon also doesn't handle that well fair um so i don't know i guess we should have just gotten the the bob jogging stroller everyone says that that handles really well i've heard this also that's what they say all right we had a few people weigh in about our um new england talk mm -hmm. we've gotten to the new england portion of the podcast <laughs> uh honey we are never gonna mention new hampshire Thank you. Continue. Read. Um, yeah, I read this and I was like, oh. <laughs> All right. This is from Melanie. Uh, hi, Matt, Dory, Henry, Holly, and Bo. I've heard a lot of talk about New England states, but you haven't mentioned New Hampshire yet. Just wanted to put in a plug for NH. Everywhere has its flaws, but it's a pretty nice place to live. I'm in Concord. We're an hour from the ocean, mountains, and Boston. In all seriousness, to the listener looking to move, my father-in-law has brain cancer going on 15 years now, and he has a myriad of specialists in Boston, primarily at Dana-Farber, that have been great, especially through the pandemic. I can't say enough about the treatment he's received. Driving slash parking in Boston can be a challenge, but the Dana-Farber parking garage has free valet parking with pretty reasonable rates. Wow. Best to the listener, 1,344 square feet in NH with two toddlers, one Boston Terrier, one husband, Two fifty-ish inch TVs. No idea on hot dogs. Lost track a long time ago. Look, Melanie, thank you for writing in, and I'm so glad that the care was available to you. But that care was in Boston, Massachusetts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I lived in Lowell. I grew up in Lowell, which is like a rock's throw from Pelham and Nashua, New Hampshire. And uh, my sister used to live in, uh, my brother lived in Manchester for a while. My sister lived in, God, much further out. I can't remember the name of it. But don't take any offense to this, but there's a reason there's only one NASCAR race north of Pennsylvania, and it's in New Hampshire. Well, I mean... <laughs> The thing, well, <laughs> a few things about New Hampshire. One was that when we were growing up, it was where everyone went to get tattoos because tattoos were legal right. in Massachusetts. 
Yes. So that's true. Tattoos too. and firecrackers. Yes. That was what you could get in New Hampshire. That. Yes. Say no sales tax. Yep. No sales tax, and their license plates say "Live Free or Die." So that's also like. Okay. Oh, also. Also, they they don't ha- require helmets. Yes, I was just going to say they don't require helmets to this day. I believe correct. They don't require helmets on motorcycles. The other thing that I will say about New Hampshire, and Melanie, you sound lovely. I'm sure you have a lovely life in New Hampshire. I went to Jewish sleepaway camp in New Hampshire. It was not the most pleasant experience on trip day when we had to wear our Camp Young Judea t-shirts at various amusement parks in New Hampshire. (laughs) You just mean water country and... And uh, Canopy Lake. Canopy Lake. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I'll just leave it at that. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. Again, love a NASCAR New Hampshire. <laughs> so, I, you know, again, I'm sure there are lovely people in New Hampshire. There are lovely people everywhere yes. and terrible people everywhere. A wise man once said, there are good people <laughs> on both sides. But like as a state, I I don't... As a state, I have many issues <laughs> I, with the state legislature. I really... What, that they only meet every, like, two years? And, and their they lack get, of forward thinking and ever. They, well, first of all, oh, my God, I have a lot to say about the New Hampshire State Legislature, actually. You know, they get paid, like, $100, and there's, like, 400 state reps. Mm. <laughs> um, anyway. Should we go so, around and try to change it? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I probably will not be moving to New Hampshire, but thank you for... You know, but look, we suggestion. will certainly drive through you yes. to get to Maine and Vermont. <laughs> uh, speaking of Vermont, here is a voicemail. I probably grew up at the Fez Lane Mall, so I get you. Hey, Matt and Dory. Um, this is Amelia calling from Burlington, Vermont. And I just had something to chime in about the uh, sort of northern New England discussion that's going on. Um, Burlington has many pros and many cons, um, but... One pro that might be of interest to you guys is that the local minor league baseball team, the Lake Monsters, has um, hot dog nights every month in the summer where you can have um, natural casing hot dogs oh, yeah. um, as many as you want for 25 cents each. So I do Done. not know how many um, hot dogs I ate this summer, but I did eat six um, <laughs> one night in August at that baseball I game. could eat 12, so, I guarantee. Hope you're all doing well. Happy fall. Bye-bye. Thank you. That sounds great. Wow. Let's add that to the list of pros for Vermont, please. <laughs> Burlington in particular. Done. Um, there was a big article in the New York Times this weekend about how Burlington has a horrible bike theft problem. And the <laughs> they quoted the chief, like, I think like the chief of police uh-huh. saying like, yeah, we just don't know why this is happening. <laughs> And then, like the like two paragraphs down, they're like, "There's also a big meth problem in <laughs> Burlington." It's like, well, mm. that could be why. Wow, that could be why. Um. Anyway, we also have a large bike theft problem here in Los Angeles. So, you know. Oh, for sure. I I, I don't. I all this to say, I don't hold this against you, Look, Burlington. Uh, growing up in, in Massachusetts, I left my bike outside once. My dad's bike, actually, f- like for I don't even know, maybe an hour, and it was stolen. Well, in, when I lived in Philly, I was moving. My friend and I were moving into our new place, and my bike was in the little entryway, and she had left the door open while she was moving in, and it got stolen out mm-hmm. of the entryway. So I guess no bikes are safe anywhere. No bikes are safe. Bikes are just not safe. So anyway. Um, all right. But so please wear a helmet. Yes. Even if you live in New Hampshire. Thank you. From Katie. Hi, Dory, Matt, Henry, and Bo. To answer Dory's question, I live just outside Burlington. Nice. Which is the most densely populated area in the state, but that's relative for a state with a total population of 645,000 people. True. I love being near Lake Champlain, the Green Mountains, Adirondacks, and all of the culture and amazing you know, food that you a never college town has to offer. think about that, Lake Champlain. You don't even think about it. Because it's never in even New York State. Because it. it's like, you know, it's not one of like the, oh, Vermont, you, you go up there, nice big lake. Isn't it? It's in New York, right? I don't know, because I don't think about it. <laughs> well, I mean, that Burlington is right over the, it's like right over the border, 
from New York. Yeah. Uh, oh, it lies between the U.S. states of New York and Vermont. Also extends north into the Canadian province there of you go. Quebec. There you go. Ooh, good access to Montreal would be good. Yeah, well, you would have good access to Montreal. You know? For sure. That'd be nice. Yep. Love Montreal. Um, I'd brush up on my French for that. I lived within an hour of Boston my entire life until 10 years ago. There are some noticeable differences living somewhere more remote like Burlington, especially with the interests you have like attending concerts and major sporting events. I'll add the brick and mortar shopping is much more local, but that does me a limited selection in a pinch. True. Somewhere like Portland, Maine, Portsmouth, New Hampshire, or another town along the New Hampshire, Massachusetts border offers the benefits of more affordable housing and land compared to LA and even Boston. But you're only an hour from Boston with all of your sports and venues for big name artists to tour through. I know it's more of a curiosity for you, but wanted to give you my impression if you ever do consider it seriously. Katie. I mean, I consider it all the time. (laughs) You consider Burlington, Vermont all the time? No, moving back east. Oh, sure. Not New Hampshire. But not New Hampshire. (laughs) Uh, we're staunchly against New Hampshire. Look, it's the only stance we've ever taken on this podcast. <laughs> I mean, you know, it just—it's just how I feel. Okay. I know Nashville was voted like best city to live in at some point. It was, yeah. But uh, I disagree. <laughs> All right. Well, here's a final voicemail on this topic, which people apparently had strong feelings about. I like it. Hey, you two. Uh, Just wanted to put in my two cents about Vermont and Maine. It's fucking cold. (laughs) It's really, really fucking cold and a lot of snow and ice for like months. Yeah. I used to, I'm from Sudbury, Massachusetts. Um, but I used to go work in the summers in Vermont, uh, Ludlow, kind of halfway up the state. Mm-hmm. And you didn't want to go back in the winter. It just, I don't know how comfortable you are, Dory, with being just like freezing all the time. But it's a big change. Personally, Wait, why um, just me? <laughs> personally, I love it. So, yeah. It's just, it's just really, and things just go dormant in the winter. I mean, the people go inside. It's extremely quiet. Um, you know, you're not going to have a Whole Foods or whatever. Um, people make Is there very a Hannaford or a market to basket? Get to places like Ikea or Costco or something like that. So it's just a really different lifestyle um, and it's brutal. <laughs> but I'm in Colorado now, which is you know, half brutal, half warm, um, and whatnot. And just as far as a little quick, quick some bit, because I don't feel like you've heard this. Oh, no. Right before. Um, she called back. Oh, thank God. I need those stats. Sorry. The story's too long, but, um, yeah. He got married to another woman. Oh, no. Had <laughs> we missed part of the story. <laughs> another son with sounds his like unknown first love. Mm. Didn't tell anyone about it. Then had two kids that my husband considers um, half-siblings and mm. his brother and sister. And we just found that out with a 23andMe over the pandemic. See? So nothing could really happen. The real censure is that his dad died 10 years ago, so nobody gets to ask him about it. And his current wife, who's was married three full times, um, kind of denies anything. So it's, it's real. Is. If you'd like to uh, write a HBO series with me, Matt, um, uh, <laughs> you know, you got my number. Let's chat. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> it is a crazy story. But, um, yeah, kids in between other marriages. Um, that were just uh, shoved under the rug because the other dad couldn't um, couldn't make children, and then they just were considered as his children, and then he died when they were ten. That's it's wild. Crazy. That anyway, is wild. Take care. Bye. 
So between marriage children. But like affairs? Where like they're married to an infertile man. I don't know. It does sound wild. Yeah. I'd like to make it for HBO, but they'd make it and then shelve it. Because they no longer like entertainment. <laughs> Speaking of, I gotta go watch White Lotus. Um, did you see that they're doing a they did a they did a Christmas story sequel. No, with like they got the most of the cast back together. Like wow. Ralphie's now, you know, old old Ralphie. No, I mean, what else is he doing? Uh, he was a producer in all the Marvel movies. Oh, fine. <laughs> <laughs> he produced Iron Man. I mean, I didn't know that. Yeah. Anyway. <sighs> all right. Well, that brings us to the end of the show. Thank you all for listening. Special thanks to our Patreon supporters. Yes, indeed. You can also support us on Patreon and get those GBBO bonus eps at patreon.com slash excellent adventure. You also get your name read on the podcast. Each month. Here we go. Here we go. April Howarder. Ariel. Ashley. Ashley Cicely. Becca Foster. Bethany G. Brittany Nelson. Bruno Macias. Carly Moore. Caroline Crampton. Carolyn N. Casey Rowe. Kathy Hill. Chinami Worth. Cynthia Meisner. Diana. Donna Gomez. Dr. Beverly Crusher. Indwina Goodingham. Elena Paling. Ellen. Ellen F. Emily. Erica Brown. Aaron, here comes the gudge gudge. Aaron Riley. Aaron Turley. Frederick Roth, Theme Week, Theme Week on Meta UPN. <laughs> That's a funny reference to the trailers they used to make for Enterprise on UPN. Oh. It'd be like, Alien Invasion Week. <laughs> and it's like, what else? What was the other programming <laughs> that you had, UPN? Why would you call it a week? Oh, my gosh. Anyway, Freya. Uh, Greer Watson. Greta Truitt. Heather Hanley. Hendrick. Hillary Berry. Irene Rodriguez. Jackie G. Janice Montes. Jennifer Sika. Jennifer Ito. Jennifer Olson. Jennifer Steele. Jenny Fick. Jesse Hendricks. Jessica Garcia. Jessica Grigsby. Jessica Manilovich. And Joanna Rao. And Julia Schoolenberg. There you go. Thanks, everybody. Bye. And uh, see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>